coming up. Not even a week later, he's sitting at home watching the news and he sees his picture pop up saying he's wanted for this shooting. For Vault Studios, I'm Reed Redmond. You're listening to The Daily Crime. I was working, man. I was taking care of my family. And all of a sudden, just things went wrong in my life. And it just took my life away from me. Cedric Dent was 23 years old when he was sent to prison for a murder he didn't commit. Now, at age 47, he's finally a free man. I locked up when I was 23. I'm 47 now. You know, it took all my good years for me. For something I didn't do. When I reached out and Hug my child. Boy, you can't buy that. There were systemic failures at every stage here. I think the police did not do their job. Here to take us through this case is Eleanor Tabone. Eleanor, the last time we had you on, you were working with our partner station, WLTX, in South Carolina. You've moved on us, though. You're now with WWL in New Orleans. That's right, Reid. I moved just a few months ago, so still new and getting used to this new city. So you recently spent some time getting to know the story of a man named Cedric Dent, who spent the past 25 years in prison for a crime he didn't commit. Let's start with how he ended up behind bars. In September of 1997, there was an argument that broke out at an old supermarket in New Orleans. Take us through what all happened that day and where Cedric was throughout it. Uh, So Cedric Dent was on the other side of the city, on the other side of the Mississippi River, nowhere close to where this reported um, uh, fight broke out. So there was two individuals that were at an old supermarket. Um, There were reports that they were arguing there. They walked just one block down to this corner, and that is where one of those people shot the other person. And then that's where the case started. And it was one of the witnesses, the one and only uh, witness in this whole entire shooting read, picked Cedric Dent out of a lineup that was shown to him. And what investigators found more recently is that individual looked nothing like Cedric Dent. Their hair was different, their faces were different, their teeth were different. Cedric Dent at the time had some gold teeth. Um, The actual shooter or who they think was the shooter didn't have any gold teeth. So he was... At the movies, the night it happened, he came home and a few days, not even a week later, he's sitting at home watching the news and he sees his picture pop up saying he's wanted for this shooting. So uh, Cedric Dent being Cedric Dent, he is such a humble and kind person. He, He went to the police station and said, hey, I saw my picture on the news as a wanted man. I didn't do this. And then from there he was sentenced to life without parole in uh, the Louisiana State Penitentiary. Was there any physical evidence at all in this case tying Cedric Dent to this crime, anything other than this one witness who picked him out of a lineup? So from what I was told from the lawyers that worked this case to free Cedric Dent, they couldn't find any evidence whatsoever in this particular case. Nothing existed anymore. One of the lawyers you spoke with was Meredith Engelson, an attorney with the Innocence Project in New Orleans. How did the Innocence Project end up working on Cedric's case? So they 
this uh, the Innocent Project New Orleans gets, they told me, so many, so many cases and so many requests. And his request came in 2020. So they took a look at it and they said, yes, let's take this on. And two years later, Cedric Dent was freed from Angola. To see my child walk through that gate and to hold him in my arms once again on this side. That was a beautiful feeling. Imagine spending 25 years as a mother unable to hug your child. The years pass and you know that he's spending his life sleeping in a cell for a crime he didn't commit. Well, that's one family story tonight and dozens of families over the last few years in Louisiana. It's a symptom of what the Innocence Project calls a broken system. In your interview with this attorney, she said there were failures at every stage of this investigation. One of the most blatant being that, according to her investigators, never tried to verify Cedric Dent's alibi. Talk about that a little bit. Absolutely. So what uh, Miss Meredith said was... Everything that the police gathered was based on rumours. It was based on a rumour that Cedric Dent was there at that corner. He was the one that pulled the trigger. No one went to the cinema on that night to, to verify whether he was there, whether they saw him, whether they didn't even ask him where he was that day. It was just all based off this single rumour that, that escalated that said Cedric Dent was there at that corner that night. Um, in 1997, and it, it basically sealed his fate. There was nothing that was done. Nobody ever went to the theater to try to see if there would be a way to corroborate that. And then when it came to the trial, Miss Meredith said his attorneys, they basically either didn't have the, the means to do the investigation that needed to be done. So that just, it, it made everything worse for Cedric Dent to not have the support and not have the ability to fight, to fight this case. While reporting this story, you also spoke with Cedric Dent's mother. What did she say it was like to see this crime pinned on her son, despite the lack of evidence that we've talked about? Well, his mother, oh my God, what a strong woman. This happened to her brother. Her brother, um, Elvis, was wrongly convicted also. My brother, Elvis who was wrongfully incarcerated for almost 43 years. He spent 43 years in prison and was released three years ago with the help of the Innocent Project. So for her brother to go to prison for a crime he also didn't commit, and then her son, also in his very early 20s, who at the time had two very young children, to be wrongly convicted, she basically, as I recall, she said it was a double blow to her to have two of her closest people in a, in prison, America's one of America's toughest prisons, for crimes neither of them com committed. It was a double, double blow. Very, very, very hard. Did Cedric himself talk with you about his time in prison? What did he share with you about what that period of time was like for him? He said it was it was very difficult to keep the faith, but he said his mother talking to her encouraged him all the time to keep his head up. He was he's a very religious, so is his mother. So they said that the help of each other and each other's spirits was the reason he was able to survive those twenty five years in Angola. Failure's not an option. You know, I never gave up. You know, on the one day I was gonna be released from prison. 
Cedric Dent is now a free man, but he spent 25 years in prison. When he went in, he left behind a two-year-old daughter and a seven-month-old son who are now adults. He has four grandkids who were born while he was in prison. So much of this man's life was taken away from him. And another injustice here is the fact that because Cedric Dent was arrested and charged and convicted for this crime, investigators weren't out there looking for the person who was actually responsible. Exactly, and exactly. And then what Miss Meredith said is every, um, all the other witnesses that could have been part of the case, the person that picked Cedric out of a lineup has passed on. The lead investigator has now retired. And none of that evidence from what the attorneys tried to dig up for Cedric is no longer around. They couldn't find any evidence that was used 25 years ago to help with the case now. Do we know if there is any effort being made at this point to reinvestigate this case? At this point, no. There has been no effort that I am aware of to come to the bottom of it. What are Cedric Dent's plans now that he is a free man again after all these years? 25 years later, I mean, he admitted it's such a long, uh, such a big part of his life to lose. And he said they took his best days away from him. So when I spoke to him, Reid, it was the first day home out of Angola. Um, He said him and his mom had some crawfish for dinner. And he said these few weeks, this early period, is basically getting to know his family all over again. His sister Sonia that we spoke to, he's staying with her in New Orleans East and she had Uno and Jenga out for them to have a game night for his first day home. So she said we basically have to get to know each other all over again. You know, so much has changed um, since he got locked up 25 years ago. So what he just kept reiterating was just how thankful he is to be with his family, be with his kids, now his grandkids, and try and regain that time that he lost. Eleanor Tabone with WWL-TV in New Orleans. Thanks for sharing this story. Thanks for having me, Ray. And thank you for listening to this episode of The Daily Crime. We're right here with a new one every day of the week, Monday through Friday. So make sure you're subscribed to the podcast wherever it is you're listening right now. If you're looking for something else to listen to, I encourage you to check out Vault Studio's newest podcast series. It's called Intent, the Tex McIver case. That'll do it for this one. Until next time, for Vault Studios, I'm Reed Redmond.